Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni. This is Blood Time, and I've got a great guest on the phone from the great state of the Keystone State, right, uh, Gene Zanetti? Well, I went to college at the Keystone State. I was born in the Garden State. Now I live in the Empire State. I love it. Back to the Garden State. I love it. Okay, so for those who are geographically challenged, I've got Gene Zanetti from Winning and Wrestling Mindset, who was born in the key or matriculated in the Keystone State, which is Pennsylvania, was in the Garden State, born. New Jersey, and is now in the New York uh, area in the Empire State, correct? That's correct. All right. We got our geography geography lesson for today. (laughs) (laughs) Eugene, it's so good to have you on. I'm really, really uh, stoked for this. Um, Thanks for doing this, sir. Absolutely, Coach. Thanks for having me. You're the man. You're the man. So, Gene, tell me a little bit about uh, your, your, your foundation, for creating this magnificent program that's not only affecting wrestlers all over the country and, heck, all over the world, but other sports as well, and even now starting to expand into the business world. Please tell me, what what foundation created this so that you could create this wonderful program? Well, just my wrestling, myself, my brothers, and, and you know my friends, the teammates that I competed with, just knowing how many times athletes did it. We did a lot better in practice. I mean, a lot of times in matches, we'd underperform. Or maybe in the off-season, we'd wrestle really well, you know, beat a guy, major him, tech him, and then lose to him in-season. Or maybe you're always really ripping a guy in the room, and then in a match, you wind up beating him in overtime. Well, what's going on there? That's that's mental. Yeah. So I think every I think every athlete knows deep down just how mental the sport is, and that when, they're, when their head's not in it, or once they break, the body goes real easily. So you really wanted to transfer what was happening – not only in the practice room, but was happening in the in the mind to the mat where it mattered. Right, absolutely. And I mean, to me, what what could be more interesting than than getting the most out of yourself that you possibly can? Right. I mean, and, a lot of people say like, "Hey, spirit, mind, body—the holistic approach." But how many people are actually doing it? Sure. Is, is it a way of life, or is it more a punchline and catchphrase? <laughs> well, you know, right. And I've I've listened to a lot of your stuff and read a lot of your stuff, and you like that prey uh, predator mentality. But people right. don't realize that for most of our, the, you know, the, only the thinnest veneer of our existence as a sentient being on the planet, we were prey. So our talk, our, our DNA talk, our, uh, you know, deep subconscious is to be afraid, to be aware, to be negative to ourselves. We are in danger. It's only recently... Heck, maybe the last uh, fifty years, really, on the planet, where we've had the ability to put our heads on the on the pillow and relax and go to sleep without having fear of being, you know, basically killed. And so, I think that that's really the structure that that you may be talking about, and deep and drilling deep inside us to to figure out how we can change that. Look, it really comes down to two things, really. When, it, when you look at motivation and what are our motives for human behavior, it's desire for pleasure and fear of pain. Right. right? That's driving every decision you make, every, every choice, every decision, everything. All your actions, it's all based on that pleasure and pain. So you have to get that working for you rather mm-hmm. than working against you. And a lot of it really just comes down to what you're focusing on, right? Sure. So if you're focusing on things within your control, right, your preparation, your lifestyle, your effort, your attitude, aggressiveness, yeah. That's that predator mindset. Once you're focused on everything else going on around you, comparing yourself to other people, trying to impress, you know, a friend who's in the stands, 
not yeah. wanting to let your parents down, records, ranking, seedings, predictions, even focusing too much on winning and losing. That's mm-hmm. all going on around you. That's not directly in your control. That's the prey mindset. So it's it's really just as simple as shifting the focus. Now, simple is not the same as easy. It yeah. takes a lot of work to shift that mindset when, like you said, we've been thinking that way for a long time now. Right. Right. You know, and it's interesting too, because I've, I've coached now since the late, late seventies and I really have identified that arrogance is steeped in fear and true confidence is steeped in self-love or love. And so I think that, you know, some of the things that you have uh, put out into the, into the world is that self-love is, you know, you're doing the work, enjoy it, embrace it. Love yourself because you've done the work. Don't sa- sabotage yourself, I guess, is is the true term. That's a big part of it, knowing who you are, knowing what you believe. Mm-hmm. And once you have that once you have that in place, then the, the competition kind of takes care of itself. You see, we, we get we get into trouble. Uh, we, we, we tend to choke and, and not only choke in big competitions, that, that's the least of it. Yeah. Uh, the worst is when we start getting into these low areas of anxiety, depression, suicide, substance abuse, things like that. Sure. And, and that's, that's when we don't know who we are and what we believe. Well said. Right? Because now, now I'm completely attached to the outcome. I have to be attached to my outcome because if I win, it means I'm great. If I lose, it means I stink as a person. And that carries it up right to our career. Sure. If I, if I have, if, you know, if you're saying I'm married or if I drive a certain car, if I make a certain amount of money, I'm great. If not, you know, I stink. And a kid thinks that way on Instagram, on, on their social media. Do I have enough followers? Um, what am I do- What are all my friends doing? So the, the idea is for your success to be icing on the cake, not the cake itself. And that's the big problem. People attach themselves too much and make identity meanings with their outcomes rather than the person they are. That, that is- so I always say be it. One, one real quick point is I always say the word behave. The word behave is broken into two words, be and have, and the order is very important. Most people focus on what they want to have. The word be comes before have, and the word behave, you've got to focus on the person you need to be. That, that's brilliant. Brilliant, Gene. And, and you know, we were talking, what you were talking about earlier, too, about uh, all the um, issues psychologically that an athlete can go through. It's even magnified now and expanded exponentially with what's going on with COVID, not only in the athletic world, but my goodness gracious, in the entire, you know, ecosystem of the world. Uh, And so this matters even, even more. And, you know, we, we talk about the, the term courage, but we also talk about the term encourage. And that's what I think one of the big things that you do is you encourage courage. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's a good way of putting it. Right? And, you know. And you're, and you're right. The, the, the mental health statistics, it's very sobering now. I just looked at some recent, um, recent statistics where one-fourth of, of students between or people between the ages 18 and 25 back in June uh, they contemplate seriously considered killing themselves. Oh, and that one in one in four. That breaks That's my crazy. heart. That breaks my and then heart. Back in June, also now adults, forty mm-hmm. percent uh, struggling with mental or mental or emotional um, problems, or sure. hooked on uh, some kind of substance abuse. Forty percent of adults. So what does that do to the kids? That's going to trickle on down. Oh my gosh! Most recent, and and this is from the CDC now. Right. Now, this last study was not from the CDC, but I just learned about it the other day that the, the normal failing rates for students in class 
is about 8%, an 8% failure rate. Yeah. And, and I'm welcome if anyone wanted to correct me on these statistics, but I just heard recently virtual learning, it's yes. up to 40%. Oh, okay, my. So now those are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, no, now no. Those no. are the numbers. Go those ahead. are the numbers here. Now, now my now my fear is now we're getting into the winter. There's right. another element with psychology there. There's there's something called seasonal affective disorder. No doubt, so, and it's real. It is real. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to take everything that we've been going through now, and we're going to add this on top now the season of winter. Yeah. So in my mind, we're not in a we're not in a great spot. So I mean, we started a new series. Our, our newest series now is going to be based on mental health, and I actually I just interviewed it. two guys. A former wrestler of mine that I worked with with Mindset and another wrestler that I used to compete with, and both of them were suicidal, and they shared their story, and their big their big message to everyone, they both said this independently, ask for help. Yes. You have to have the courage, like you just used the word courage. Yes. And encourage, we need to encourage people to have the courage to ask for help. Yes, 100%, and I couldn't agree with you more. I had a interesting conversation with the captain of my team. I, I'm the head coach at an area high school here. Gene, and uh, he's our, he's going to be the valedictorian in the class, and even wow. he is struggling. He says, "Yeah, you know," and he says, "He says, Coach, it's it's just hard, you know." And my eligibility uh, report is ridiculous. I mean, I had to have a chat with a guy with a kid who never sniffed a failing grade, and he's a junior, right. you know. And so uh, they're just they're they're bumming. There's no other way of work, you know, no other way to, to put it. And then I, you know, I talk to my mother and my father every day. I have the, the, the honor and the, the privilege and the, the luck, if you will, of having yeah. an 84 and an 85 year old mother and father that still are vibrant and I could talk to, but they're struggling because they haven't seen us physically, you know, uh, and all they could see is us through, you know, zoom or, or through uh FaceTime or whatever. And it's just brutal. Cause these people want to, they want to be out. My parents want to be out. They want to, they were still working three days a week up into this hit. Yeah. So it is real. And I am so encouraged that you're doing these new programs or, or expanding on the programs in regards to mental health. That is so important, Gene. Uh, we, we have to, yes. and that's what we're doing with it, with it, with your podcast, with our podcast. It's just getting the word out there, bringing some positivity and hang in there. Yes. And just, just keeping positive. Absolutely. So, so tell me who inspired you, you know, blood times about that blood time moment, Gene, who was the individual that the coach, the, the father, the mother, the, the brother, the, the sister, who, the, the, the teacher, who was that person that put the spark in Gene's and Eddie's head and said, I can do this. I need to do this. I want to do this. I mean, I'd, I'd have to say my parents just always being, just always being encouraging Okay. Um, always being, always being supportive of my dream. Of course, when I, I was a school psychologist yes. and you know, and, and when I, when I jumped ship on that, obviously that was a difficult time. So my brother was a financial advisor. My brother, Jeff is a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch. Yeah. No, well, listen, I talked to Jeff first. Yeah. So he, he put yeah. me onto you. That, that's fantastic. <laughs> we love Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I wouldn't be able to do this without him, no doubt. And, right. I, and, and then there's my brother, and then there's my brother Greg, who's a deacon. He's actually finishing up the seminary in Rome. He's going to be a priest in um Gore, in that's July fantastic. when he when, he, when he comes home. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so as great... as one Italian to another, I salute. <laughs> I salute. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Yes. So so with, um when when I think about when I think about everything, you know, you know how it is in an Italian household. 
You yeah. don't have to look for advice. Advice finds you, right? So, yes, <laughs> so, and not quietly, you know, and not quietly. And not, not, not quietly, and if someone doesn't agree with you, yeah. just assume that they didn't hear you, because if they heard you, yeah. they, they would definitely agree with you, so just talk louder. Exactly, so, exactly, so, uh, exactly. Nonetheless, when, I, when, I told, when my brother and I told my parents we were going to quit our jobs mm-hmm. and we were going to start up Wrestling Mindset, yes. they were stressed out. Sure, because, sure, <laughs> because, I can you imagine. Know, here we are, we've... Ivy League degrees. Yep. I have government benefits. My right. brother's working as a financial advisor. Seems to be on the road to success in the, in the typical route. But, uh, you know, we saw a different path. And thank thank God we're both very driven. We both have the same work ethic, the same goals, and um, the same vision, really, for the future and what we're looking to do. And also we bring different talents to the table. I mean, he's good at all of the many things that I'm not good at. And then I and then I, I fill some of his gaps also. <laughs> right? right. So it's, it's a nice... It's a nice one-two punch there, and we were both very hungry. We were studying and everything, so, um, you know, we, we jumped into this together. But my parents, even though they didn't quite understand, they were extremely supportive of us. That's awesome. And, you know, always let us know that, you know, they were happy to give us, again, happy to give us their opinion as any good Italian-American parents. Indeed. And, um, and it definitely helped. Being yeah. open to that, not shutting our parents out, hearing what they had to say, that, that helped. So sure. I'd have to bring it back to them. Well, you know, it's, it's it was interesting. I always told my dad, I, I said, I can't believe how smart you got between the ages, my ages of 18 and 25, right? It's like, it's like he goes, yeah, I was waiting for you to come around, dude. <laughs> That's great. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that. Um, and, you know, I want to explore that further, Gene, and I really want to sure. talk about that symbiotic relationship between you and your brother, that CEO, CFO, COO mentality. And I want to do so after the break. We're going to take a little bit of break and we'll be back with you. Okay. Okay. Thanks. And we'll be back. Thanks. This is coach Cimarroni. Defense soap at defensesoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Yes, this is uh, Coach Cimarroni for Limo King, one of our newest sponsors, and Connor Mack. We love Connor. Uh, He has uh, this company that's the premier party bus company for Cleveland with over 200 reviews being five stars. That's 200 reviews at five stars. Holy cow. All of their vehicles are purchased brand new and are custom built. They service nights out, sporting events, concerts, weddings, and many other services. They service all of Northeast Ohio, Akron, and Canton. Feel free to call or text the owner, Connor Mack, directly at 440-221-4474. That's Connor Mack, 440-221-4474. TheLimoKing.com. TheLimoKing.com for all of your party bus needs. 
Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni. I'm back with Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Gene, we were exploring that relationship between you and your brother before the break and that symbiosis of the the, the, the brainchild that you uh, both came up with and then were encouraged by your parents. Talk a little bit about that foundational you know, support, but also how you guys are playing off each other in using your strengths to your best ability. Absolutely. So again, that, the rock solid foundation, the, um, the faith, the morals, and even the love for, for sports and just mindset in general, that was definitely my parents. My dad was a wrestler growing up. Cool. So he was, he was, re- he was real into wrestling and my mom was always very big with you know, self-help. She'd be watching Tony Robbins or Dr. Phil. So she would talk about different things with the mindset mm-hmm. and, and how that was important. And my dad would always talk about sports. And another interesting thing my dad always did is after the, after the competitions, after, like after watching maybe the world series or the Super Bowl, sure. and the, and the athlete would be talking or the coach would be talking. My dad would always say, Shh, listen, and that never clicked, even even until like maybe two years ago, where where that hit me. Right. So, wow, that was a really really important thing sure. for my development mentally. Because when you listen, when you start to listen to those interviews, just like an athlete might analyze, analyze uh, technical strategies, skills, yes. and moves when they're watching a match, when you listen to the interviews, you start to hear how they think and what they were telling themselves. Yes. And when you listen to enough interviews, you start to find underlying themes. You start to see common threads and patterns. Yes. You start to detect, okay, if you want to be successful, this is what you need to tell yourself. Um, Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about it. You know, when you watch Tiger Woods just annihilate the field, and then he says, not only did I want to annihilate the field, I wanted to do it more. You really get inside that dude's head. Right, right. They're talking about domination, and they're talking about, Mm -hmm. okay, they understand it's not going to be perfect, but they're really looking for a masterful performance, and they're not just focusing on the outcome. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I remember a great um in the NCAA finals when Chris Pendleton beat Ben Askren. I think he either he majored him or he almost majored him, and he came off the mat disappointed. I remember my mom saying, "Now why is he upset? He just won a national championship." <laughs> right. And right. I thought, well, that's exactly why he won a national championship because he has an expectation of doing something out there, and he's not he's not thinking like most people are thinking in that situation. Like my mom, you should just be happy to win. Right. But then when you look at the when you look at the elite. They're looking to dominate. So yes. it's kind of like my dad always said, you shoot for the movie, moon, even if you miss, you're still among the stars. So I love he doesn't that. get the major decision, <laughs> but he ends up with the national championship. And most guys might just aim for the national cha- championship. They might end up at second place. Not that there's anything wrong with second place, but if you could have been a national champ, that would have been a little bit nicer. In- Not that it defines you. Indeed. Well yeah. said. But if second place is, is, and you left it on the mat, on your, on your shield, sure. then you're my hero. If that's, that's the it. best you possibly can do on this planet, then you're my hero. But I hear what you're saying. And it's interesting because you're talking about the outcome. You're talking about the process. You're talking about the, the being in the moment of that. And I interviewed a guy by the name of Hesh Sagafi, who runs yeah. a, a really successful uh, mortgage company here. And he had the opportunity to wrestle and be the wrestling drill partner for John Smith. And John says, here's where you're going to change and become a, a winner is when you don't worry about winning. You worry too exactly. much about winning. Worry about getting it done to your best effort and, and enjoy the process. And I think this is maybe what you're saying. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Absolutely. But. No, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's literally the advice that I give coaches and parents when they say, oh, you know, I have a kid who's just, you know, they're, they're just so afraid of losing, right? Yeah. And I say, well, 
when are they gonna when are they gonna start doing better? It's like, well, they're gonna start winning once the way they compete is more important to them than winning. That's so, exactly what John Smith said. Yeah, exactly right. You 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 nailed it. So, with that with that mentality, how does Jeff help you to win? How does your brother help you to win? Oh boy, so so we were me and Jeff. We were always together growing up. I, you know, it's two and a half years apart, but sure. we were always together. So I mean, we played. So not only were we always playing sports together, maybe on different teams because we were different age groups. Right. But even when I think about it, small entrepreneurial initial initiatives that we used to do, um, from the time we were kids, whether it was trading cards as as a group, so we wouldn't we didn't compete with each other as much as we would compete against the outside. Like so, that. Yep. In other words, in other words, we put all of our baseball cards together. I don't know how many kids actually do that, but our cards were together, and we would trade the two of us against our friends. Wow! Or we would, or we would start up different whatever it was. They were initiatives we did together. I like so that. We always, we always were, we always were very cooperative. Sure. Um, and then again, the fact that he was always very talented, also, um, and mature for his age. I mean, you know, maybe a lot of um, brothers, older brothers, don't want to hang out with their brother who's two and a half years younger. So yep. maybe I had the benefit of being a very inclusive brother, and he had the benefit of being more mature. Right. right. If it worked sure. the other way, maybe it would have been the same. The age. Right. So. Uh, there was that. Then again, our, our values were always in the line. We were always very hungry, especially as we got serious with wrestling. Yep. So we were always training hard with that. And then it was always a dream to go to college together, and it would be an, an ultimate dream to be able to work together in some capacity. Uh, we didn't know how that would manifest itself, but eventually when I went to school for sports psychology, then it was, it was pretty clear. Where, where I was strong was I, w- I would talk to anyone. I'd be able to give presentations. Mm-hmm. I'd be able to sell. And, yep. I, and I was very interested in developing a curriculum. Okay. Psychology was my background. Sure. My brother Jeff didn't have any desire to do any of those things. Yeah. But he t- he does all the numbers, and I don't even I don't even look at our numbers. I don't know what we have in the bank. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Know is I get all it. All I know is it's important. It's but I know on my end that it's very important that I continue to sell. I keep making sales, right? And so yep. and then also for him, he's not focusing as much on the curriculum, but he's all over social media. So sure. for the majority of the time, it would be accurate to say if you if you see if you see any material, it's from him. If you hear any material, it's from me. <laughs> well, and, and, so, and I'll tell you yeah. what, Jeff, he does a fantastic job because the first time I heard from you was my brother yeah. about you was my brother yeah. who loved your prey uh, predator mindset, and my brother's never sniffed a wrestling mat. He was a football player and he coaches soccer, and he says you got to read this stuff. And I said, okay. And I reached out to your brother, Jeff, and he said, you got to talk to Gene. And here I am talking to Gene. So that is the beauty of brothers talking to brothers. I like that. That was a good no, connection. Absolutely. That was, it was, it was a big help. So he does all of our marketing, sure. um, all of our, well, so, well now we have a team, right? So I've trained other people to do sales and to do, um, and to, and to be mindset coaches. Okay. And Jeff has also trained other people for marketing and for our different operations work. So now we're very blessed to have an excellent team. Um, I'm sure a lot of the coaches and athletes that are on the call, they've communi- maybe some of them communicated with some of those guys right. and gals. But yeah. um, yeah, you really have to be thankful for the team. People are always your biggest asset. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's always the people who, who wind up making the best relationships is when you have the same vision, you have the same work ethic, the same values, Sure. And, and you're looking to make it happen. So we're blessed to have a great team. That's fantastic. And you know, all the, all the, most of the people that I've interviewed, they say to me that there is a coach and, and, and I hear your father and your mother in you 
in your DNA, obviously, both physically, but also mentally and spiritually. But also, was there a coach? Because I, I'm, I've talked to so many coaches, and they say they don't even think about their old coach anymore. It's just part of who they are. Is there any coach that, that inspired you to do this, or is this just part of your DNA? I mean, I, there's, there's several people. I could think of my coach, Gerard Perez, Don Ernst, and, um, and Steve Giordano. Those are, those are really big ones for me. And, of course, then, then there's my college coaches that I could say. But those three, so Gerard was my first personal mentor that I had when I was in eighth grade. Okay. He was the one who basically told me, hey, you got to get serious. you got to start focusing on wrestling. He owns Joker Wrestling Club now, by the way. New Jersey. Awesome. He's a great one. He'd be a good one to interview. Sure. But um, he became like an older brother to me. I never okay. had an older brother. So having someone who is a mentor, he was about 20, 21 at the time. I was 13, 14. So he was a guy I looked up to. Sure. And and look at and looking back, that was that's kind of what we're giving kids now with mindset. He he wasn't just someone I could wrestle with, but someone I could also talk to. Yeah. And so Gerard was a huge help. That he was really the one who got me serious with wrestling, sent me showed me all the Iowa wrestling videos, um, Competitor Supreme, Ter- Terry and Tom Brands videos. So he kind of guided me in that direction. And then about Six months after working with each other every day, he, he went off to the Navy because remember he was still he was still young at the time. Yeah, so, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, seven so he, years he older. sent me over to his his personal coach Don Ernst, who was the U.S. Olympic video technician from the seventy five Worlds, seventy six Olympics, seventy seven, seventy eight, and seventy nine World Championships. Wow. So he was basically the flow wrestling before there was a flow wrestling. Okay. I mean, his video his video coverage that he has from some of those events, it's basically just him and ABC that has the rights to those events. Oh, anyway, wow. he was the guy who I would who, who taught me a lot about wrestling, and, and we would speak probably around once a week, once every other week, on top of where he would bring in training partners for me because he used to coach at different camps. And, he, and we used to talk a lot just in general about life. And, and he was, and he always made it very clear that wrestling was secondary to education. That's brilliant. So, That's brilliant. So having, yep. having those phone calls on a weekly basis, I didn't even realize it at the time that that's basically what we're doing with kids now. Sure. When we have our mindset program, we're, we're speaking to kids on the phone on a weekly basis. The only difference is we have it in a systematic curriculum and it's, and it's geared, um, you know, towards the different mental muscles. Right. This was more unstructured. It was just talking. But it was it was a tremendous help. So when I was and then my my high school coach Steve Giordano, who was just you know hard worker, mm-hmm. no nonsense guy, and basically was just you know, hey, open up, pull the trigger when you're out there. He wasn't as much concerned with the technique. My other uh, Don and Gerard had me with that. But then yeah. when it came to just more like attitude, he would say, don't analyze so much, just pull the trigger, just get after it. Yeah. So yeah, I like he that. Just had a, he had a great his his was a great mentality for me. And he was um he was also an assistant coach. Uh, he was head coach JP Stevens. They were state champs at the time back in high school. After I was there during Jeff's years, and then he coached a lot at South Plainfield. South Plainfield High School is a massive dynasty over there. He's been intimately involved in the program since he graduated from there. Uh, son Jake Giordano is just an All American from College of New Jersey. Awesome. Uh, son Mark Giordano, soccer player, and JJ Giordano. He's going to be um. He's going to be a state champ in New Jersey soon enough. That's fantastic. And, you know, it's, what's beautiful about that is, Gene, you took it, and then you took that, that, that raw gold, if you will, and you just honed it into pure platinum uh, by, by structuring it. 
and, and by systematizing it. And that's the brilliance really of some things that are hard to codify. You were able to codify them. And I think that's, that's just brilliant stuff. And you're, you're really, uh, I mean, you're, you're bringing, you know, old school technology to, to the masses, if you will, or to, 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 to the digital age, to the digital generation. Yep. That was the idea. And just like any other, any other fine jewel, right? You're even after you have it, got to polish it from time to time. So there's a, you know, there's a 1.0 version and there's a 2.0 version. And sure. I don't know what we're at now, maybe seven or 8.0, but that's, that's an important thing. When you have an idea, get it started. So many people think about perfecting it right away. Right. And, and that's not the way to do it. Get it started, get the 1.0 version out, then get the 2.0 version out. And eventually it improves over time. And our, our program, we're constantly improving, especially now that we've opened it up to other sports. Now we have from this, from just from this past year alone, we've built a whole pr- curriculum on leadership and teamwork. Love so that. Love that. it's always, it's always improving. My, my dad always said, what's the biggest room in the world? And I ask this in my coaches conventions and people guess. And, and I say, no, it's the room for improvement. The well, biggest so. room in the world is the room for improvement. And it's, and it's very true. So yep. we're always getting better too. And as I learn, I'm adding, I'm adding to my curriculum. Well, if you're not evolving, you're, you're in trouble. You're Absolutely. <laughs> right. you're, you're in trouble. And, and I love the way you're enlightening uh, the, the, the people that you're involved with. It's so, it's so important what we're doing, particularly again, in the struggles and what we face. I mean, I had a post from a year ago and I got these big smiles with this, this guy I interviewed, you know, on, on the 13th of December. And I, I'm thinking, and I posted, I go, boy, we were, we did not know what we were getting into. <laughs> we were the uninitiated. Right. So right. it's uh, right. it's fascinating, but you know, having having said all that, I I love your philosophy. I love what you're bringing to the marketplace, and really, Gene, I want to in 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 all of our in all of our interviews, particularly now with what we're facing, uh, and this this uncertain few next few months, uh, words of encouragement that you can leave our audience with, in regards to how we can. Uh, move forward in our best in our best form. So during this period of time, um, you know the whole COVID lockdown and everything, I started conducting a lot of interviews myself, and and we and I was speaking with coaches, top mm. coaches, top athletes, highly successful biz, business owners. Yes, um, our, our ministry page, spiritual strength. So people talking about the faith, and so what what were some of the commonalities that I found among these people? Right. I, I don't, I don't consider myself a, an innovator. I'm more of a synthesizer. Well said. Right. Let's pull from all these different places. Don't right. reinvent the wheel. Right. So what are they right. telling themselves? The highly successful people, they're saying, number one, it could be worse. Sure. I'm not going, I'm not going in any order here. <laughs> I said yeah. number one, but, and no, no particular order. Number one, it could be worse. Yes. Right. There's other people who have it worse than I have it. And things have been worse in the past for yeah. different people. No doubt. So that, that, that's that that's an important one next one next uh bullet if you want to call it that it would be there's opportunity whenever there's adversity there's always opportunity and that's why we started expanding more into businesses and sales we were already working with businesses and sales teams but they were more on one-off basis basis when they would reach out to us yes now we made more of a proactive approach towards them Sure. Basically, once we got locked down, we called the business meeting within within three days, and we said, "Look, we know history has taught us that during these times of economic collapse, 
you know, one of two things is going to happen. Some businesses go broke. Other people become multimillionaires. Yeah, if we're going to be the latter group. Right. If you if you short the airline stocks back in March, you, right. you made a few dollars. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Now, that doesn't. It doesn't mean we're at our goals, but the point yeah. is, you, you look, you 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 evolve, you right. you change strategies, yeah, change strategies. Yes, you find a way to make it happen, and then if I could just pull out what we just heard from our mental health series. It's ask for help, sure. knowing that you're not alone. The two athletes that I spoke to that were that were seriously depressed, and um, you know, getting suicidal, mm-hmm. both of them said. There's other people who are out there that are in a similar boat to you. We know that from these CDC reports. One in four, one in four are yep. get to those low areas. So that's a large number. Ask for help. Yes. Right. Ask, ask for help. Talk to someone. And, of course, I'd love to have everyone on our, our mindset program. We're happy to help you. But that's not the only form of help. Some people are more comfortable speaking to someone else. I don't care. Sure. We just want to see that you're doing well. Yes. So talk to coaches talk to friends and speak to the right people because a lot of people during this time, they turn to the wrong people and get advice. And we really are, we really are missing out on a big opportunity then because during this time, this would be the best time. So that's mental health performance wise. There's no better time to build an edge on your opponents by working on mindset, by bumping up your nutrition, by getting stronger, by working more on your technique, sure. a holistic approach. Sure. Sure. You'll never get this period of time back. And a lot of your competition is not focusing on that. A lot of the competition is they're gaining weight. They're not in as good of shape. They're not focusing like they should. So this is the time to gain the edge on your opponents. So use this time to continue to get better. If you're better than your opponents, you should be widening the gap. If you are not better than them yet, this is the time to close the gap. It'll happen now faster than any other time because not everyone is necessarily practicing like you are. So make sure you're one of the guys that's doing it. I love that. That's fantastic. And, you know, uh, uh, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of people also, too, don't understand the reality of what we're facing. That's also a big thing, too. Understand the reality, but don't be discouraged by it, which is, I think, what you're saying. Yes, it's it's not the great time right now, but there's opportunity everywhere we look. If you got to, but you got to look for it and have a great perspective. Right. Just like wrestling, fortune favors the bold, right? So if you want to be successful, whether you're on, whether you're on the mat or in your career, school, you have to be a hustler, you have to be a go-getter and you, and you just got to attack with fire, put fire in your eyes. And even if people around you don't have that, you, I tell our athletes constantly, you want to be the stubborn one in 10, right? Nine out of 10 people are going to go one way. Yeah. You got to be the one in 10 that goes the other way in a right. positive way, of course. Yeah. In a positive way, but not in a ridiculously optimistic way of not realizing what reality is. Oh no. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah, you have, yeah. you have to acknowledge it. And that's, it's funny because when we talk about mindset, mindset means so many things to so many different people. Sure. So a lot of people think it's just, Oh, delusion, rainbow, yeah. sunshine, and butterflies. And let's all hold hands in a circle and sing Kumbaya. Right. That's not what we're saying. Exactly. <laughs> that's the furthest thing from what it is. We have to take an honest assessment of where we're at. Right. And, and no, we, we got it. We got to get to work and things are tough. We acknowledge that, but yes. we control, we can control. And I love your, I love your, your statement about historic perspective. My mother's an Armenian. I was raised with the story of the Armenian genocide. And I, I wake up every day saying, it's a lot better than it was <laughs> because right. man, what my grandmother right. went through to get here uh, 
What they, and uh, I just, I mean, give us this easy and, 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 and as difficult as we deal with it right now, this world is nothing. It is a paradise compared to what most people had to go right. through just to get here to, to, to experience this beautiful country. So I really appreciate this, Gene. Thank you so much. Give my best to your brother, Jeff. And good luck with your new spiritual leader of your family, your, your brother, Greg, who's going to be the priest. God bless. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, coach. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Good luck. We'll be in touch. And thanks so much, dude. Absolutely. Talk soon. Take you care. got it. This is coach Cimarroni for blood time. Love to all stay safe and strong. Hi, this is David Dennis Mackey. You've just heard another episode of the blood time podcast. Check out more at maverickpodcasting.com. This is Coach Cimarroni for Next Level Continuing Education. Next Level brings unique education to real estate professionals and real estate investors on how to get money effectively and efficiently into real estate investments. Next Level Continuing Education has ditched the traditional continuing education platform. Gone are the days of listening to boring content in a stuffy classroom setting. Come jump on a Zoom call whenever you find it comfortable and learn how to expand your real estate portfolio. Next Level CE brings unique content across Ohio and the Midwest to teach real estate investors how to become their own bank using the infinite banking concept to acquire more properties quickly. Call Ryan M. Miller, the CE Specialist, at 330-933-8231 or click on the link in our show notes. That's Ryan M. Miller, CE Specialist, 330-933-8231 or our show notes. The link is where you go. Thank you.